The end of the exile of God's people is now at hand. The Lord's redemption, beginning in Jerusalem, will be offered to all people everywhere. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exult in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest, until her vindication shines out like the dawn, and her salvation like a burning torch. The nations shall see her vindication, and all the kings your glory. And you shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Prior to coming to Christ, God's people were constrained by the law. But because of Jesus coming among us, we are free to live by the faith. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Galatians. Now before faith came, we were imprisoned and guarded under the law until faith would be revealed. Therefore the law was our disciplinarian until Christ came, so that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer subject to a disciplinarian. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are our children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so you no longer a slave but a child, and if a child, then also an heir through God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The Holy Gospel of our Savior, Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life. And the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. 
No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ. Be seated. And Merry Christmas. (laughs) We like story. We like story a whole lot better than we like discursive theology. Um, The readings that we had Christmas Eve and yesterday, um, in the days of Emperor Augustus, a decree went out that all the world should be enrolled. We could almost recite that by heart because we love story. Discursive theology, not so much. And this morning, our readings are all theological. We were under a guardian until grace came. Um, In the beginning was the word. But we're here this morning to reflect on what difference the incarnation makes in our lives now. It wasn't something that happened 2,000 years ago, and that was the end of it. What difference does it make in our lives now? Um, John's Gospel begins with this wonderful prologue, In the beginning was the word, um, the Greek word there being translated is logos, and word is certainly an accurate translation, but logos has a whole lot more connotations than just word. It can mean an account of something, like, a, like a, an accountant's account, the ledger that you keep. It can mean a reasoned argument. It can mean a law. All of those things, but probably at the basis, what it means would be best translated by something like conversation. In the beginning was the conversation, and the conversation was with God, and the conversation was God. That changes the meaning entirely, doesn't it? We believe in a God who, at God's heart, is about relationship. And that God saw that we had been separated and came as conversation and dwelled among us. Um, Our besetting sin in our culture is to think of ourselves as individuals. Our whole economy is based on the idea of the self-interested individual. I want what I want, you want what you want. Maybe I can cooperate with you and get more of what I want But if not, then forget it, I'll go on to the next thing. There's no enduring relationship there. When I was um, a college student in physics, when we became upperclassmen, we were given a key to the elevator that would take us to the 11th floor of the physics building um, for the upperclassmen lounge. Gives you an idea of how nerdy physicists are. The lounge was covered with chalkboards. Um, Not very many people want chalkboards in their lounge, but there it was. And so we would always get on the elevator at the basement where the classes were and go up, you know, to eat our lunch or whatever in the tower. And if there was some poor underclassman, a freshman or sophomore, going up the tower to meet a professor for office hours or something, we'd get four or five of us in the elevator and, you know, two or three unsuspecting people, and somebody would call out molecules. And we would just start going forward until we bumped into something and just kind of bounce around that elevator. And the poor person who didn't know what was going on was like, what on earth is happening? tells you how nerdy we were, right? Um, That's our theory of individuals. That's our theory of persons. I bump into you, I interact with you, and then I go my own separate way. In the beginning was the conversation. 
We don't believe that that's what a person is. A person is only a person in relationship. And so we had wandered off into this theory of individuals, and God says, no, that's not what it's about. You can't just interact with God now and then. You can't just bounce off of each other. It is conversation that is at the heart of God. So God became human. The conversation became flesh and dwelt among us to transform us, to remind us that we only exist in relationship. Paul talks about the law, and we're being kept under the law until grace comes. The law sort of applies to us as individuals. You must do that, you must not do that. But grace comes and reminds us that we are in relationship. I love that image in the Isaiah, you're a crown of glory in the hand of your God. God delights in us, and we delight in God. We are in conversation with God. So the incarnation changes our nature, reminds us that we are only in relationship, and we have received the same glory as Jesus. We saw his glory as of an only son, and to all who received him, he gave authority to become children of God. In those relationships, God's glory radiates out from here, to every relationship we're involved in. The incarnation transforms not just us, but all of the cosmos by being in relationship with us. So we may not like discursive theology as much as story, but it has its effect. The incarnation has its effect. We exist in relationship, and through our relationships, pull everything into that ongoing conversation, which is at the heart of God. Amen.